Welcome everybody to episode 32 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi. I'm sitting across from the fairy baker herself, Paula Beaton Forbes with Paloma Street Market. Welcome. Thank you. You also go by Paloma Creatives, right? Well, it's changed to market, okay. but maybe it hasn't changed everywhere. Okay, it's, yeah. It's, it, we used to be creative. We've had an evolution of the name. And yes. I've seen it because yeah. something I like to yeah. do prior to having mm-hmm. guests on is, is research. So I right. can, you know, yes. talk about some yes. like really pivotal moments mm-hmm. in your journey. So first things first, tequila shot to Paula. Thank you so much Hi. for being here. Thank you. Oh, I don't do lime and salt. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Mm. Yes! We're getting right into it! A messy shot. Ah, that's okay. I should have just put the bottle on the table. I need to learn. All right, Paula. So you already kind of dived into it, but y'all evolved as a company. And I'm seeing what y'all were first starting off with was a lot of art pieces and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, tell me about them because you were doing some cool stuff with bamboo that I've never seen. Oh, and we might bring that back. We I hope have, you do. We live in a little bamboo grove. Okay. So... We like to harvest it. And At make home? Things from it. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. And I'm going to talk to you more about that in a minute. Okay. But, um, you know, just all the stuff that you incorporate into everything. But how did you even start making art in this kind of way? Have you always been into it? Like, what triggered this? I've always liked to create, and I liked art. Yeah, you can tell. Back <laughs> in the day, in high school, a long time ago, um, <laughs> I took a lot of art classes. I always liked to make things. Um, and then about five or six years ago, um, I started painting just for fun and put some things on Facebook. And mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I like that. Or one of my cousins, I would buy that. And so, so then I started painting and creating. And about three years ago, after we bought, we were leasing a home. We had moved around. We okay, were that's in, what I was wondering. We Are were you in from transition here? in uh, employment and careers. Okay. Um, I was born in Fort Worth. I grew up here. Okay. Went through high school here. Where'd you go to school? To Carroll. Okay, very cool. Go Tigers. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 78. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh. I went to King, so okay. technically we're rivals, but okay. that's, that's okay. Anyway. That's okay. So between jobs, you grew up here. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. So whenever you're like transitioning and you started painting and that kind of thing. Right. Well, actually, I was working at a tradition. That's what I call it, traditional employment. Because yes. I'm working now, but I'm still figuring all that working for myself. Like, of course. That it's really work and I'm home, and but I got to work. Anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> um, but the last traditional employment place I had uh, was working at the Behavioral Health Center of okay. Nueces County. Okay, where is that? That It's what used to be called MHMR. Okay. And their offices were by Brownlee and... Yes, I know exactly Ayers, where you're talking but about. But they've moved since then. Yeah, I know what you're talking so about. So at the time, I was a supportive employment specialist where I helped people with intellectual disabilities find employment. And my boss, Robert, who was very cool and liked to be creative too, he was always telling me these ideas of things that we could do, like a little side hustle and That's things cool. like that. Because he was creative. I have a print uh, communications background. Okay. And so did he. Wow. And so we would print talk about things. Like okay, newspaper, so tell me what, okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Okay, very yeah. cool. I love that. I mean, people try to say that the, um, you know, that print is dead. I right. totally disagree. Anyway, exactly. Well, I might be kind of going all over the place here right now. But no, anyway. you're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, 
we would talk about things that we were going to do. And then at the time, my husband and I were looking to buy a house. We were leasing at the time. Uh-huh. And so Robert, my boss, he found this kind of funky house. And he said, go check out this place. Because he knew what I And I loved it. Like I said, it has bamboo and palm trees. And it's yeah, this, this sounds amazing this and magical. weird kind of place. So I just <laughs> fell in love with it. So after we bought the house... And then I realized it's an old house too. It needed work. There's a lot of yard. I said, mm-hmm. I really want to figure out how I can stay home. Yes. You know, you love the house that much. I loved it that much. Where, where, <laughs> like what area of town? It's on actually Paloma Street. What are, it's by Air and Alameda. Yes. yes Bay Alameda. Area. Yes. My favorite part of town. Uh-huh. That's amazing. It's right behind the Sterling Apartments. It used to be Normandy Village. Yeah. I know exactly what you're King's talking about. School District. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And yeah, okay. That, uh, so side note. Apparently those those and also the Bordeaux apartments are haunted. But anyway, oh, <laughs> yeah. so so you moved into this house. So we moved into the house, and right after, I felt like there's so many so many things here that need to be done in the yard and all of this stuff. So I thought I either need to work a lot to pay somebody to do it, but I like to do that kind of thing. That's so amazing. I thought I needed to leave and do that. So I. And I loved where I was working, and I loved my boss. So. Yeah, and that's an important job. It was. I think you made a difference doing that. It was very so. meaningful, and mm-hmm. I st- kept in touch with some of my clients. And one of them actually was my assistant at the holiday market at the farmers market. Really? And, and See, might, that's neat. Yeah, it is. So I kind of kept that little yes, tie. Yes, that's amazing. But um, so I had to go tell him. I said, "Well, you know, I, I said it's your fault. You found me this cool. <laughs> you found me this cool house, and you've given me all these ideas of things to do." Yeah, and you're so, going to execute them. Exactly. That's amazing. So that's what I did three years ago, and it was a little bit of an evolution of doing some artwork, doing the holiday market at the farmers market mm-hmm. for two years, until this last year where we be- became. Uh, regular vendors enter there every week. Uh, I just <laughs> have fallen in love with your page. Like it's oh, truly thank you. magic. Thank you. So okay, so with the bamboo art, was this just something mm-hmm. that you're like? I know I'm gonna use this for something. I just don't know what. Like what sparked the idea to make the wind chimes or wall hangings? I just so sometimes cool. I'll just see things around me and I will think of what. What to can do. I make out of it? Yeah, and um, you That's know, and I want to build like little structures. I want to make, um, you know, some kind of little structure with the bamboo, like maybe a little meditation hut oh or God, something. Yes, I'm right there with you. So I, I would love to see what your house looks <laughs> no, like. I'm already I, wanting to. And you know, I wanted to invite you there. I thought well, it would be better during the day, actually. And the outside oh, yeah, is yeah, a, yeah. a cooler part, really. Right. But no, but you can still come over. Anytime. Yeah, I want to see. And, and that sounds so weird and creepy, but like whenever <laughs> I hear y'all talk about y'all's personal space where you guys create... Uh, and you're being inspired and that kind of thing. I'm like, man, I'm going to immerse myself in that. And I actually got to do it with Aislinn Campbell. I got to oh, go into her backyard. Yes, and I like saw the that. That was so neat. Yeah. yeah, it was super cool. Um, so, yes, one of these days I might yes. ask you politely to let me see um, your No, your you can come anytime. <laughs> in, in the, our home is on a big lot, relatively big. Like It's almost a half an acre in town. Is it like a right. corner house? It, it's Well, it, that Paloma... The street has long lots. It's just okay. kind of a funky That's cool, area. Though. And some of the lots have a few homes. Some have one. Some have like three oh, or four lots. I you know, see. it's, it's yes. a very diverse. Yeah. Uh, it, it's the streets. Oh very funky. That's yeah. Okay. So that happens That's on occasion because I have a dog. Uh, yeah. But like I said, I love that area of town because everything is so unique and like charming. And, you know, you can tell it's not 
nothing against, you know, these cookie cutter homes, right. but you know, it's neat yeah, to come across exactly. something a little bit more original. So it makes sense that you would be there. So, okay, so then what happened after that? So you're painting, you're making art. I see y'all made pinatas, too? You know how to sew? Yeah, we sew? made little pinatas. Yeah, it's just... I mean, uh, you all, have all the skills. Well, <laughs> I like to do all of the things. I'm not... I don't know how well I do everything, oh, but pretty please. well. Oh, yeah. please. Please. No, anyway. <laughs> no, I, I like it, and, and that's a blessing and a curse, kind of, you know. Like, right. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that, and then... But I feel like you're doing it all, and you're doing it well. And, you, and you. it's not um something... Like, I don't feel like anything's suffering. Like, I feel like you're like, hey, here's a post of, like, I, I saw like, you made these little Valentine's things where they were, like, yes. knitted or something. Really? Oh, my God. So unprofessional. <laughs> that was an alarm for my birth control. Sorry. Uh, it's do you need good. to stop? <laughs> no. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so, so I see that. And then you have pinatas. And then you have paintings. And then you have bamboo art. And it's like, do you just, or, like, I'm, if you want to do something, you're going to do it regardless. Pretty much, yeah. And and I like to, I'll get real into doing something, and I love doing it. And this last year, I've concentrated on the cooking. And then recently, I started going back to doing the art or creating something uh, that's not something that you can eat. And so then, <laughs> But I want to eat everything. But then that kind of, because sometimes then the cooking would get a little tired, you know, because it's a lot of work. You are a lot doing of, a it's lot. It's a lot of cleanup. Could be yes. one of the reasons I didn't say, come over to my house. <laughs> oh, I you will can never really judge, see. okay, ever. That's, that goes for everyone. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, so what? then I found that um, thinking that, oh, I can make something or paint something or create something after I finish cooking this, that kind of gave me this uh impetus to like okay let me get the the cooking done so now i can go do that that's interesting uh i'm a little no but it's neat okay so then you made the transition you told your boss right you it's your fault yeah so so then what because this is the most terrifying leap that you share with so many of the women i've interviewed is Mm y'all make this choice but then you do it right i i just did it and again everybody is different um and even I can't say financially. It wasn't like I had some financial buffer or anything. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. It's And some people might say, oh, well, this is crazy. Maybe you should wait till you're officially of retirement mm-hmm. age. There's always people do, who say you that. You know, to do that. But um, so I just did it. And then I had to look into getting my own insurance and, you know, oh, different yeah. things like that, which almost stopped me. From doing it, yeah, because it's scary. Because to, to get on my husband's plant was gonna be really expensive, mm-hmm. and but I did because another thing I did a couple of traditional jobs before that, I was a lead navigator for the Affordable Care Act. I really, yes, I did the Obamacare, Heck yeah, girl. Oh, I love hearing that <laughs> during the rollout year. I had when no it was, idea when it was crazy. Yes, wow. So I looked. You know your insurance stuff. I looked on that, and I was like, oh, okay. I can I can afford this. I can get it. Yeah. So at least I have something. Yes. So and I love was, that you did it too. You know that you're like I'm gonna be responsible with this and still yeah. make sure I'm taking care of myself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think that's amazing. Anyway, so that's a little bit. That was the transition from that, and I was just so excited to you know work on the house and work in the yard. I wanted to. It hasn't happened, but it will. Yes. I wanted it will. to have a little urban farm. You know, I wanted to grow things and take them to the farmer's market or grow things and make things Heck out of yeah. yeah. So we're still working on that part. Yeah, so it's, that's another And it's goal. a lot of work. It's a you know, it's everything 
is a lot of work. I have a lot of ideas and then actually implementing them. And then you learn along the way. Yeah. But I feel like every, so it's clear to me you have a lot of ideas and I don't, and I'm sure you shelve some, but I mean, I don't, I never see doubles on your uh, posts. There's always a new recipe or like a new whatever. I mean, you go from cookies to, to different kinds of bread. And then I saw you with your sandwich and just, I mean, how does that, I don't know how to channel that kind of energy. I mean, you must be on your feet all day. Kind of, except two years ago, I broke my ankle. <laughs> I was off my feet like for 10 weeks. I was about six months after we bought the house. Oh my gosh. So that really put everything. Yes. Isn't that crazy? It was. Some stuff like that goes down, but look at you now. Yeah. So, yeah, but again, I pretended during that time like I was on my own little mini retreat so that I wouldn't go crazy because you have I the had, best mindset. I had to stay in the house, but because we have all the plants and we have a lot of windows, it was it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah, anyway. of course. I mean, so you were still doing your thing though, or could you not? Right, for a while I couldn't. I was in a lot of physical pain. I couldn't really leave anywhere. That they had me on no um, weight bearing for almost three months. Yeah, I've never broken so, a bone, especially something as crucial as an ankle. That's the first time I had broken ankle. a bone, too. So I mean, that's a major It was, bone. and it oh was like God. a, it was a major, like both two bones broke, had to have a plate and screws and all of that. Wow. Anyway. So you said 10 weeks? Uh-huh. So then what? So then after so that? So then after that, I was, yeah, then I was recouping. That was in, I was recouping by October. So then. How long ago was this? That was in two. Uh, 2015 okay so the fall of 2015 so by that time I was getting back into regular life and right. making things again and I did I think that's when I started on Instagram and started doing some paintings or yeah. looking up inspirational quotes it was more just to keep myself of course inspired yes and keep myself going yeah because it's easy to slip right yeah I mean, especially when you can't do what yeah, you, you actually want to do, wanna do. right yeah. so it kind of makes you look at your purpose for being alive no I love that, that I love that so much because it's I'm guilty of it it's easy to have your pity party right mm -hmm. and be like mm -hmm. you know whatever uh, just no motivation at all but you still maintain that I mean, I that's did. In, in some ways I you know, I started listening to some spiritual podcasts and doing some meditation you know anything that I thought hey I always wanted to be home okay now yeah I, now, now you're really <laughs> home <laughs> Be careful what you wish exactly. for. Exactly. <laughs> and one of my daughters, we always That's talk hilarious. about that. Like, when you don't have a job, you wish you had this great job. When you have mm -hmm. a job, you wish you could be home. Mm -hmm. So we try to appreciate, like, wherever we are, because it might change. Absolutely. You know? It might change later. Who knows? Hallelujah. I can go back to traditional employment at some time, so mm -hmm. I better really enjoy what I'm doing right You're now. You're absolutely right, and I love that you just said that, because mm -hmm. my previous guest, uh, Jessica Mullen with Elevated Storage, mm -hmm. of storage, Elevated Screen Printing, mm -hmm. said that... Uh, so the exact same thing, that she's constantly grateful for where she is currently because, like you said, you never know when it's going to change and you really have to appreciate where you're at. So I love that you just said that. Okay. I mean, that's such a, a an amazing message to share with people because mo a lot of people come from ideologies of lack. Like, oh, if I, if I work from home, I'll be happier. Or right. if I start my own business, I'll be happier kind of thing. So it's cool to hear you say that. Thank you. And it's interesting because when things don't go right with me, with my home-based job right now I don't have anybody else I can blame either it's like oh <laughs> no it's me oh shoot so holding it, yourself really it really it really does <laughs> yeah anyway no I love that you threw that in there too because you're absolutely right I mean 
you know, and not to to make this sound like a anything huge, but yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big risk, you know, taking yeah. uh, opening up a business and doing your thing. And I mm-hmm. love that you're like, yeah, and it's it's all me. So yeah. how how it goes down, but I can tell that based on your drive and your mindset mm-hmm. that I mean, you're only gonna go up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so how so how did you become the fairy baker? Because I love that, and now that I'm meeting you, I'm like, you're the fairy baker. Oh, like, no doubt you. about it. <laughs> well, again, Robert, my former boss, um, he we talked about different names and things, and then um, my great-great-great-great-grandmother from the 1200s in Scotland, she was actually a fairy. Wow. Yes. I and you know what I saw you made a post around. Uh, oh, maybe I might have told the story in abbreviated version. Did you say Scotland? Mm-hmm. Okay, you said Scotland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you were saying that you had a. It was right around um, like the spring that you had like Celtic inspired stuff. Is that more Irish? Yeah, Celtic can be Irish and Scottish. Okay, yeah. I was wondering. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but anyway, so tell me more about this because this sounds super cool. Okay, well, to get back to my family history. Yeah, because I'm And how I found out about it is once I bought this book from my brother who likes trivia, and it was all these tartans, you know, the fabric that Scottish and Irish people make kilts out of, or it's their clan yes, fabric. Yes, yes. And I was reading ours because my grandmother is McLeod, uh, Clan McLeod from Isle of Skye. Wow. And there was this little story. Oh, that just sounds magical. And I'll tell it in abbreviated version. Um, in the 13th century, the fourth chieftain of the Clan McLeod, Ian, he was handsome, kind. <laughs> oh, I love this so smart. much. And <laughs> smart. So perfect. And he could have been with any maiden in the village, but... You know, he was just doing his thing. Mm-hmm. So one day he was walking down the main street of the village uh, in Skye, which is in the western uh, part of Scotland, the Isle of Skye. Mm-hmm. And the castle that he was the chieftain of is called Dunbegan Castle. Okay. He uh, saw this woman and he just looked at her and he fell in love with her immediately. And when she looked back at him, it was just happening. Yes. Anyway, yeah, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. I'm so eating they, this up, girl. So they went to each other, and uh, and they just fell in love, and they told me this new without speaking. And, and she said, well, I have to tell you, you know, I'm, a, I'm from the fairy realm, so I really need to go tell my dad about this, who is the king of the fairies. Wow. So, and they wanted to get married, like, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> So of she course. went back to her dad, the king of the fairies, and he said, well... It's not a good idea. This mortal immortal thing it never works out. You really <laughs> trust me, guys. Yeah, really, really. I know about this. And so she said, but she pled with him. So he said, okay, just for a year, you can be with him for a year. But at, when that year's up, you're back here with us. Oh okay. lord. So she went back to and told Ian. She's like, we can get married. What tomorrow. was her name? I don't know. It's a, it's a mystery. Okay. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so the next day they were wed and it was the happiest day on the Isle of Skye because the villagers, they loved Ian because he was such a good guy. Right. So nine months later, they had a bonnie baby boy. And then that was the happiest day. Yes, of course. And, but three months after that, when the year was up, that was the saddest day. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. She was pregnant that whole year. Yeah, because she had to leave. After when the baby was three months old, that's the nine plus the three. That's the 12. Oh, my gosh. And then she had to leave. This is killing me. (laughs) It was killing her. It was killing everybody. Yeah. And so she parted in great tears, but she said, she told Ian, her husband, she, uh, you know, handed over her little baby son to him and said, 
please um, never leave him alone because I couldn't stand to hear him cry. It would mm-hmm. break my heart because I think I could hear him crying in the fairy realm. Oh my gosh. And so they parted in great sorrow. And for about a week, the whole village was really depressed. And so they said, well, let's throw a little party, a Kaylee. That's okay, a Celtic name for a okay. party. Okay, okay. I didn't and know that. So they said, let's have a party because Ian and the villagers, they all love to party. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Heck yeah. So they threw a little party and then they wanted him to come out and dance because he used to love to dance to, you know, like to do a little Scottish jig. jig kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. Um, and he didn't really feel like it, but he knew it would make the people happy. So he went out and did it. And so he had the nanny watching the baby, but then the nanny wanted to go out and watch him dance. So the baby was alone, and he started crying. Oh, no. And his mom could hear his cries wafting over to the fairy realm, and she couldn't take it. So she went to him, and she comforted him, and she whispered some words to him, and she wrapped him in a shawl, and then she left. Somehow, many years later, when the baby grew up, he told his dad, he's like, Dad, I have to tell you something. When I was a baby, my mom came to me, and she whispered into my ear and said that if ever the McClouds are in danger or need help, that we can call on the assistance of the fairies for three times. And she also gave me this shawl that he had somehow had preserved in this chest. Wow. And that she wrapped it around me. So then Ian, his father, took the shawl and he mounted it on a staff and it became known as the fairy flag. So the first time the flag was used during a famine to bring some dead cattle back to life. So oh my that, gosh. So that the villagers could have something to eat. Yeah. The second time it was t- used to defeat the British in battle. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The fairies came down and helped them. And the third time it was going to be used during World War II where the Royal Scottish Military, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're called, mm-hmm. in case they needed their assistance, in case... Nazi Germany got as far as Scotland, but they right. didn't. So yeah. there's still one wish left. And the remnants of the fairy flag are framed behind glass at Dunvegan Castle in Scotland. This is amazing. <laughs> I knew that this was rooted in history as soon as you said it. This is amazing. What an amazing story. So I read this little story in this book I was going to send my brother, and then I called one of my sisters, Pam. I said, Pam. Nobody ever told us. I said, my great, our great, great grandma was a fairy. And she said, that explains a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so. mm, I wouldn't <laughs> mind getting more into that, yes. honestly. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I think then at parties and things, uh, this was about 12 years ago or so, 15 years ago that I learned about this. And so, you know, it would be my party story. And no, this is a great story. And, oh my you gosh. Know, if I, if it's, if everybody's had more wine, then sometimes I put a shawl over my head and <laughs> light a candle. And especially at some of our family reunions, because we are of Scottish heritage from the McLeods. Yeah. So we'll, you know, yeah. Anyway. Okay. I was about to ask. I was like, okay, so you, you are a descendant of the McLeod clan. Yes. That is so freaking cool, man. <laughs> I don't know my history. I mean, I know some, but not like that. That is really amazing. Well, and I didn't always, you know, a lot of that I learned from that book. I knew some, my grandparents were from Nova Scotia. They had migrated from Scotland to Canada. Okay. uh, To the east coast of Canada. 
and my oldest aunt and uncle were actually born in Canada, and then they moved on down. Right. Doop, doop. And now you're in Corpus. <laughs> and they ended up in Kingsville, actually. Interesting. Yeah. And so that was probably in the 50s. And yeah. Then, so anyway. No, that is a super cool story. Yeah. Have you ever been? I have not, but my you family, need my, my to sister, go. a lot of my cousins, a lot of the family has been. Yeah. yeah, you need to go. Yes. I mean, you of all people need to go I do I do yeah so after that did you delve into more of your heritage has that influenced well, any of what I, you're well doing? I already knew some before that one of my cousins Doug who lives in Houston he had actually a clan McLeod society in Houston and in Corpus Ugh, Christi this is so, so cool so we go to uh, Celtic Highland games and things okay, like that yeah, okay yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. video and, and stuff like that right concerning so, those and it looks super awesome so that was kind of already floating around in there and then uh, my husband and I we were married in 2011 okay same and he has me and my husband Aww. when's your anniversary uh February 13th okay we're September 3rd anyway oh nice yeah um so and he also is of Scottish heritage too so he liked that and when we got married my cousin Doug who goes to Scotland and he emcees Highland Games and things really? like that he got me, and my husband is Forbus, mm-hmm. and so he got me a sash of my husband's tartan. I love to it. wear it. And then he got John, my husband, a kilt of the a McLeod kilt. So we wore each other's how colors? Colors. Yeah, yeah. y'all wore each other's colors. <laughs> yes. That's so like um, medieval, you know? Like, oh, I'm gonna tie like uh-huh. my favorite knight's colors on yeah. my dress, kind of thing. Oh my god, y'all are so romantic. And then he even romantic. hired a little bagpiper to come for our wedding, so we had a. That's amazing. And uh, I, I something else I really appreciate that people do is embrace their culture and, mm-hmm. and incorporate it into whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. the wedding or, you know, what you're doing for a living and all that kind right. of stuff. And, um, you know, most often you'll see, like, Mexican-American culture, which I'm just enamored with, as most people right. are down here. Yes. And it's neat to hear you talk about the Scots because, I mean, when, when do you ever, right? right. I mean, yeah. that, that is, like, really cool. Thank you. Yeah. You need to go to... to What's the name of the castle again? Dunvegan. And it's still around. It's still around. Actually, <clears throat> until recently, it was the longest continuously inhabited castle in all of UK. That there was always someone living there. It was never vacant. Wow. Like and are family, we talking like, oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like somebody, because a lot of the castles, people haven't lived there for a long. So some, I think it was just within the last couple years that Chief John McLeod of McLeod, the last, the most current chieftain. Yeah. Um. That they're not living there, but they're looking for somebody to live there. Okay, yeah. And one of my sisters once, she's been, and she's talked about going, but Yes, <laughs> you need to go. Oh, my goodness. So, sorry, because I'm super fascinated okay. with this. As the clan, are there still what, like you said, chieftains? Do they still have that Yes, they still hierarchy? have. Yes, they do. And and I'm not an expert on that, but I've seen it. I like the clan McLeod page on Facebook. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, you can read things it. about it. Yeah. But it is. We like that that whole the folklore and the mystery and the fairies. Because there's so much. There's so much. Yeah, there's so much information uh-huh. about it. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that you because this was just a random trivia book, right? It was. Well, it was actually a book about tartans, and and I knew a lot of stories about. You know, my grandmother would tell me stories, but she never told me that one. I don't yeah. know if you know. But so I was surprised that I didn't know that earlier. Yeah, I know. But maybe you were it, meant maybe it was, to find it. I wasn't ready for it. I, I believe that. Uh-huh. I do believe that. That information is presented mm-hmm. to you at the right time. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you talk about growing up in South Texas, because I lived here most of 
my life and I felt very culturally like a South Texan, mm-hmm. you know. Because it is its own culture, right. and then, totally. And, then, and, my, so and my, my children's dad is Hispanic, so my children are half Hispanic. And so, you know, I always felt Hispanic. Yes, <laughs> really. And, and my last name was for over 20 years. So of course. I feel very close to that, too. Yes. So, and yeah, I've seen yeah. that. I've seen you incorporate <laughs> that into a lot of what you're creating. Mm-hmm. You did a... Those cookies, they're like the fairy baker de cafecito or something oh, like yes, that. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying it right. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, so I saw you do that, and then you did, like, the Mexican-style pralines and stuff right, like yeah. that. And, and I love that you're doing that because I know people down here are really getting into it. And I love that because um, my first mother-in-law who, you know, she's that's where I learned to make pan de polvo and carne guisada and tamales and everything really? you know so it's really like the pan de polvo is basically her recipe but I use organic ingredients that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to I fake myself out to make it sound like pan de polvo is healthy <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's, what I'm like but it's organic <laughs> yeah. it's organic sugar and shortening and um Totally so, yeah. better for you. And I so I, you know, I love that time that we spent together and, you know, in raising my children in that culture. So it's really actually been more recently that the Scottish mm-hmm. stuff, you know, when they were young, it was more that, but um, of course. more of it's very South Texas culture, Yes, which I loved. And that's kind of how I grew up too. Mm-hmm. And so um, the Scottish part is kind of new and now I try to because sometimes I want to go all Scottish but then I'm like but no I want to you know yeah where am I what, between I'm, your sides <laughs> exactly. yeah no uh I, I think you should just go for it yeah I want to so, see it uh and I'm I mean I'm excited to see what you do uh but that is cool I didn't realize that that you picked up a lot of what you're sharing with everyone mm-hmm. from your mother ex-mother-in-law mm-hmm. and uh I love hearing that too whenever women are being um taught by other Mm -hmm. strong women and so I you know I love that you're doing that and you said you have daughters I do I have three daughters and a son okay I have um and I have four grandchildren wow congratulations thank you you. so what do they think about what you're doing I always want to know what the family's input is they love it they they really do um and of course you know my daughters the women we're talk maybe more about it than I talk with my son about it and and I've seen them do the same thing um my oldest daughter Rebecca, who lives in Colorado now, oh wow, she went through. You know, she's had these really big jobs with startups, and her husband was Ooh, a school teacher. Wow, yeah. So they were doing super well, and they came to me about three years ago, and they said, "We have to tell you something we're going to do next year." And I was like, "Are they going to have a baby? Are they going to have?" <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I, All the expected. But yeah. she's like, "We're we're going to leave our jobs for a year. And we're going to travel around the world." Oh and my we're gonna, gosh, that's amazing! And they said, "You know, if we don't," they were living in Austin at the time. They said, "We figured if we don't go out every." weekend they said we can probably save enough money to travel around the world for a year (laughs) holy cow and they did that they i was so excited when she told me uh because not everybody you know they got different kind of flack and people were afraid and them traveling and why aren't they buying a house and that kind of thing but i was so excited forget them yeah and and they did it and they they saved up the cash actually Mm. my children are might be more financially astute than I am. But I'm glad because if they are, because that's given me the freedom to kind of do what I want because my children are all financially independent. Yes, so it's and not like I'm needing to support 
yes. them and keeping a job. So you that's did a good job. That's kind of their, been their gift to me. Mm-hmm. Of what an amazing <laughs> thing to say <laughs> yeah. as a parent, and I'm sure if you're if you've ever told your children that that mm-hmm. that, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, growing up in a you know, society now where, you know, a lot of times kids tend to stay home longer, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that's fine. Everybody's right. different. But that is a really cool perspective to have. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of the, you know, parent-child dynamic. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, I also love that you raised children to be that headstrong and do what they want to do despite naysayers. <clears throat> and I'm not talking negative about these people. You know, I'm sure, sure. They, they, they came from a, a, a good place. Right. Just, just like when you were saying that you wanted to leave your job to do this and people were like, what? Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to be retired? You know, <laughs> right. and, yeah. you know, they mean well. Sure. But ultimately yeah. y'all did it anyway. And right. that is just so, oh my gosh, like amazing and mm-hmm. inspirational to me. And have you always been that way? I, I don't know. I've, I've had a lot of different interests, but I had, um, you know, I stayed home with my children mainly, but it's kind of a stay-at-home mom. And then I started working part-time. I actually worked for the Catholic Diocese. Okay. Which I don't know if people know what a diocese. It's a geographic region of the Catholic Thank Church. Thank you for explaining that. I'm a Catholic. I don't think I ever knew that. You know, I definition. didn't know until I started working there. And I had been kind of an active, young Catholic person. Um, so it's a geographic region. So at the time, the Diocese of Corpus Christi was all the way from Corpus Christi to Laredo. Okay. It's like 22 counties. Wow. So I started selling advertising for the newspaper that covered that whole area. Because of your background in... Well, I I was active. My children went to Catholic school at Central Catholic, right by City Hall, Mm -hmm. by Sacred Heart Church, Mm -hmm. and... A friend of mine was the editor of the paper there. I mean, someone that I met, an acquaintance, and she said, do you want to help us sell advertising part-time? I'm like, sure. I don't know if this is even related to what we were just talking about. It doesn't anyway, matter. So then... You're I taking said, me on a journey, I just like to say, and I'm enjoying every second of it. <laughs> and it was kind of like, oh, I don't know if that's what I want to do, but when somebody offers me something, I used to at least explore it, you know, because yes. it wasn't... and that's an excellent attitude mm-hmm. to have. Oh, my goodness. So, um, I think I had three children then. I hadn't had my fourth, mm-hmm. little Hannah yet. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I did that part-time, and I really didn't like the hustle of selling advertising, but I did it, and it was fun, and, you know, to be at a workplace, and uh, that was fun. Good, go travel, go to Laredo, go to a lot of different yeah, places. Yeah, because you were all over, 22 yeah. counties, uh-huh. holy. So that was kind of cool, and then once the person who was the staff writer, something happened, she wasn't there for a while, and I had to go, I wrote something for them. And they're like, oh, you're a good writer. So then I became... You can st- write two so things. Then be- so then I became the staff writer. Eventually <laughs> on the paper. It just happened. And then, let's see, that was in 89. Then by 95, through one thing or other, then I became the editor of the paper. So I stayed with the diocese for over 20 years. The last 15 years, I was the editor of the paper. Whoa. Uh-huh. And, and, and so, uh, uh, did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy editing? I feel like I would enjoy that, but I don't, I did. tell me. Well, is it fun? Is it, is it fulfilling? It was because, um, I got to go to a lot. It, it was, it was, commu- I mean, it was for the Catholic church, but I would, I always say it's like a community newspaper. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to people, you're going to all these little towns, you're going to Jamaica's and, you know, some of it was just going out interviewing people at a little Paris 
Uh, but I also got to travel some. I got to go to Guatemala and to Honduras and, oh you know, goodness. work-related things and the conferences. And so that part I loved. There's some other things, you know, eh, it's like any other place. The, the Catholic Church is, when you're working for it, it's like a, a corporation in a way. So it's going to have its thing. Yes, and absolutely. Then, and then yes. there's other things maybe over time that theologically or, you know, things that I didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. But I really still yeah, give, normal, yeah. I but I give a lot of credit to uh, most of my friends that I met there and people. I really am very thankful and grateful for that 20 years that I worked yeah, there. Yeah, that is quite <laughs> an amount of time. Like, you must have been enjoying it and mm-hmm. um, getting something out of it to be doing something like that. And uh, again, like what you were saying is that, you know, you tended to explore an option before... Yeah. Uh, you know, saying no, or you know, you were quick to say no, and I think that that is such an amazing quality to have because it's easy for people to be like, I don't know what that is, I'm not going to do it, you know, just right. out of fear kind mm-hmm. of thing. Fear doesn't seem to be something you deal with. Well, I don't know, I have fear, but usually I, mean, I do it. I do it anyway. I guess yes. if Ugh. it feels, you know, but it, there's some discernment. I'm not going to be always rash about something. I usually give something, of course, some time. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that was really, I would say, mainly. I have very good memories and thoughts. I was there until 2010. That is insane. Yeah, and that's. So I guess you made the transition to do the assisting people to get jobs. Um, let's see. Before that, then I went to work for the Portland newspaper okay the part of the san patricio publishing company yeah and it was stomp that was there it was sinton taft oda mathis portland oh my goodness (laughs) how have i never heard of this is it still around it is but they've been bought out by the beville publishing company okay and it, it was a little uh a little paper but that was kind of neat because it was um it was part of it was the same but part of it was different because it just wasn't church related issues you know even though yeah. with the catholic church though i got to cover a lot of social issues and mm-hmm. community definitely so that was that was really cool so this was um in portland it was almost i had a couple of people working with me but it was a weekly paper and basically every wednesday night i practically spent the night at work like until deadline whoa (laughs) and what did you think about that environment because i mean that's like high stress right it was it's very stressful even though it's simple what you cover is simple it's just a lot of work because basically you're the the writer the editor the layout person the photographer and it ended up being that you did all of that Uh uh-huh and it was and it was like that with the diocese too because we had a big staff when i started but the diocese had a big downsizing so we had like 12 people we had our own printing press and then there was a big downsizing, and then there was like four of us, and then there was three of us. <laughs> <laughs> and the common denominator was Paula. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, my god! And so then you learn, yeah. Before you had a full-time photographer, a full-time Spanish editor, this or that, and then a staff writer. But then the editor became the writer, and but I was able to hire, you know, stringers and freelance people. But so you learn all of the yes, things. The you trades. learn about the printing business. Yeah. You learn about if you have dirty blankets on the press, it's going to make your colors on your newspaper not look that good and stuff like that. You know, so. Your history is incredibly decorated. I mean, you, I mean, the versatility and the skills that you learned, and it's just like without batting an eye, you just, you did it. Well, it you. needed to be done and you did it. Yeah. And now you're spending your Wednesday nights. Like, why am I in this deadline? Like, and I'm usually the same. It's just like a deadline. It's like, 
I'm always like cutting it close, like the last minute, still working on things. And also last year, about this time last year, my husband's car kind of went down mm. and he needs Ugh, his car, I hate car problems. all the time. And so he got my car and then I thought, well, either I have to go back to traditional employment to buy a new car. <laughs> I, lo I love that, that euphemism. It's so good. <laughs> to, to buy a new car because we really couldn't afford to have another car payment. Of or course. I got to figure out, and another thing I'd always wanted to do, especially when I was helping a lot of my clients find employment, a lot of the people, they didn't drive, they use public transportation. Mm -hmm. So I knew a little bit about that, and I always thought, oh, well, that would be cool to do that. So I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> so I've been this year, we've just done one car for the year. Wow. And? And it's worked out okay. Oh, but my... It, point was so um you know I have to wait till my husband gets home and then we get to the market so we can load. <laughs> yeah that's what she does on Wednesday nights by the way if y'all didn't catch that she goes to the what Corpus Christi downtown farmers, downtown market. farmers market yes yeah but that's sponsored by Grow Local right it is by yeah. Grow Local South Texas yeah and it's wonderful it is I've only been a handful of times just because mm -hmm. you know I work and yeah whatever but uh yeah I mean it, it it's incredible and i so yeah i think it's so funny that you went from a job where you're spending the night <laughs> at the at the office on a wednesday to now you're devoting i mean what probably like your whole evening it, it is in the days before and i keep thinking and it was just like at the newspaper i, I would be there spending the night or uh, most of the night go home for two or three hours and at some point i was like what did I do wrong? Why am I still here? You mm -hmm. know, maybe have a mini meltdown sometimes. Like, <laughs> then get it done and like, okay, I'm going to do better next week. And, you know, it was the same thing. <laughs> but I feel like it's just part of it, right? It's a, it I is. Mean, it's just how it is. Exactly. So, um. Are you just like elbow deep in like flour all the time? I just picture you like that. Like you're in the kitchen like doing your thing. Kind of. Yeah. Some of the time. And in my kitchen, you know, when we bought the house, I fell in love with the outdoors. The kitchen's not real humongous because mm. I hadn't really envisioned that. And I was like, oh, why didn't I get a house with a big kitchen? Yeah. Uh, so I'm always trying to find places to put things and rearrange and make shelving and then, you know, have it have some kind of professional look maybe in case one day somebody wants to come and pick up something. Right, you know, right, right. So yeah. It's always rearranging and organizing. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I do. But I don't ever, I don't have to stay up all night. Sometimes Tuesday night, I might do a one or two, you know, in the morning kind of thing, but not sleeping. Not, it's not as much as a newspaper, but it, but it's very similar. And I thought, am I, what tracks me to these deadlines? Seriously. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think the fact that you always hit the deadline, yeah, like you, yeah, always, you always, exactly. yeah, deliver. And, uh, I just, it's just so, so neat to me that you made the transition from, you know, all your previous mm -hmm. work, traditional employment yes. to what you're doing now so I mean how, how did that come to be did you just fall in love with it because to me it seems like you love it I mean it is yeah. Uh, yeah I can feel it like through your your posts oh well thank you yeah I appreciate that I um I hope so I love um I love being at the market I mm -hmm. love interacting with the people most days I love cooking <laughs> and, but sometimes I don't, you know, it's oh, just, yeah. it just turns into anything. That's why I said I like this heart when I can do something else mm -hmm. or, but, um, I do love it. And again, it's a blessing and a curse that I like to try new things. So that's cool. Cause that's creative and it gets me excited again, but I'm a cottage industry baker and I have to go by the 
Texas food bill law oh. where you have to have things labeled. Okay. And so if I make something new, it's not like I can print out all my labels on the weekend and ready because sometimes it might be Monday or Tuesday and I want to make this new thing. And right. So then I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. But it kind of, I guess it's just how I do things. Yeah. You know, because that's part of the fun. And sometimes, you know, my husband will pick me up. Sometimes I blame that we have one car. That's why we're, we're just barely getting to the farmer's market on time. But it's usually because I'm not ready. Anyway, but that's okay. But it's Yeah, good. Well, the goods that you bring are worth the waste. And, and, uh, and sometimes I'll be a little anxious if we're getting there in time, you know, and setting everything up. And everyone is so gracious. It's, I'm the only one that's anxious. You know, mm -hmm. people waiting. They're happy. The market manager like, oh, we're so glad you're here. And Of course. It's... Yeah, so, I just want to eat all of your bread. Oh. It just all looks so delicious. So what inspires these recipes? Like, like I saw you did something, uh, what was it? Local lime, or no, learning lime. The learning oh. lime cookies or whatever oh, from yes. the learning garden. Like right, what? well, you know, the learning garden is part of Grow Local South Texas. Yes. And so what I try to do at the market, I'll see what the other vendors are selling, and I'll get items from them and try to make something out of oh, it to make it really better. to make it really local yes. so I like that as much as I can so um, I use their lemons for a while and then do you know the organization tacos not bombs no how have I never heard of this it's an organization that feeds that's amazing people name, every week at artesian park I'm not officially part of that group I am part of another nonprofit group that mm -hmm. helps homeless people but not that group. Yeah. But anyway, they had somebody donated a lot of lemons to them, and they were looking for someone to help them sell them so that they could get the money back to buy roasters to cook their food because they have this big picnic yes. at Artesian Park every week for yes. like 100 or more people. Mm -hmm. So I checked with the farmer's market. They said I could sell them for them, and we sold some. And but I had a lot, so then now I'm using their lemons, you know, that oh I bought gosh. those from them. And um, I love that, like, that's just taking it like even further, yeah. I, and, I, and I do, I love that. Another thing that I did that's what I, I find when I get into something, then I want to unfold it and do it more. Like, what I started doing at the beginning of the year was making tortillas because no one had tortillas at the market, so then I thought, well. I'm going to make some corn tortillas, cause, which I had never done. Yeah. But I want to make or, organic corn tortillas. So Girl, you're not scared to try anything. Look for organic it. masa. And then I was reading all this, and I was like, oh, the way you, what you really need to do, you have to buy corn mm -hmm. and grind it oh, and make wow. your own masa. Like from scratch, that's, from scratch. Yeah. Whoa. So that's what I started doing. And then I no learned about the nixtamalization process. I have no idea what that is. Please explain. The native people were so smart that they used to eat corn and make tortillas and different things. And people were dying because they didn't have enough nutrition. Mm -hmm. They found out that if you soak the corn in uh, ash or in pickling lime, it takes off the little pericarp, the little... Whitish coat, coat, little coat around each yeah. corn. Yeah, it takes it off, and then when you grind it, it releases all the nutrition of the corn. Wow. So masa is different than cornmeal. Cornmeal is okay. just like a whole corn ground up. Okay. Okay. So no prior treatment. Right. Kind no of prior thing. treatment. And okay. I just learned this a year ago. Yeah. So then. Uh, but you know it well. I was YouTubing it. You know, of like okay. And I would see these little ladies in Mexico. You know, they're like, they're making the... I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Definitely. So, so I started doing that. Um, 
so that's kind of how I go. So I ordered some organic corn. Mm. And where do you get that from? I, I had to order that online. Okay. Yeah. To get, because a lot of corn is GMO. Yeah. And I learned so that. Th so that's one product that I had to order this 40 pound bag of that. And where do you even, where does it even come from? Because like you said, it is like almost all corn. It is. I, you know, I found, uh, there's a place near Austin that I might look into. This was... I think maybe out of Indiana. I got okay. it through Amazon. Okay. You know, I found it through them. Nice. And so what I did the night before, I would soak it, uh, boil it, then pour off the water the next day, and then you kind of rub it in your hands and get all that little skin of the corn off. Mm -hmm. Does it come off pretty easily? It does come okay. off pretty easily. Is and that I, cool and rewarding? <laughs> it I feel is. Like that'd be super rewarding. It is, but it's real time consuming. You know, <laughs> then I was like, what am I going to do? Take three dozen tortillas to the market every <laughs> So that was kind of actually how it started because nobody had tortillas and I had been taking pan de polvo with my art to the holiday market, which mm -hmm. is the market before Christmas mm -hmm. at the farmer. And I, we were mainly doing art and crafts and bamboo things, and right. ornaments. And, and I just took the pan de polvo, the organic, and then I wanted to be a regular vendor. And by then they liked the cookies. They said, whatever you make, you know, you can sell it here. So Hell I started yeah. with the tortillas a, a year ago. That and is so evolved. funny. So yes, yeah, so you've like you said been a regular vendor for yes. a year. Yes. Okay. And so do you have to get permission? You have to apply. Okay. And originally when I left my traditional employment, I applied and they had too many bakers, so I got actually turned down the first mm -hmm. time. I didn't get to get in. Then I okay. was like, ah, oh, well then I'm going to do art instead. Right. And, and so it took I love a, that too. That you it took a couple years to get back. You know, to where they almost invited me. They said, "Yes, of course you can." Oh, so amazing! So you never know. You know, again, the time, and I learned a lot during those two years. And so, as far as my ideas, I look for some traditional things. I try to see what people like. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of requests for gluten-free, vegan, mm -hmm. That's big. paleo. So I'm not an expert on any of those, but I'll I'll try them and do it. You know? Yeah. Uh, so the only limitation is just the like the time oh and you know God. how to get everything done and how to have things relatively fresh and yes you, you that's big you can't do everything on that on Wednesday mm -hmm. you know and so yeah time management I mean especially with baked goods right yeah. yes so I mean does your family just love it because you have all this amazing homemade everything like what do they think? I do well just right now it's just my, my husband and myself at mm -hmm. home so. If there's some really good things that I make, sometimes I have to remember like to leave something at home. And yeah, I'll that's take what it. I was wondering. Because then if I sell out, you know, like I made all this good stuff and then we sold out and then we're at home and like we don't have anything to eat. And it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might well, have to go buy some fast food. Yeah. <laughs> after, <all. laughs> after that amazing homemade deliciousness, right? Exactly. Man, and I do a lot of shopping at the market too. So I buy, I shop for ingredients. And since I'm there, and since I don't have a vehicle readily access, uh, yeah, 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 a yeah, vehicle the one day, vehicle, yeah. I was like, oh, you know. So I've tried to do most of my shopping at the market. Yeah, no, that's really smart, and you're supporting them, right? It's and then you're creating things with what you're getting. I mean, it's to me the perfect way to mm -hmm. do that. So, what's your favorite thing that you have made of all the edible goods that you mm -hmm. made? Mm -hmm. Which one's your absolute favorite? I think the latest thing I make is my new favorite. Like I made this bread um, that it's just a simple white bread, but it uh, has some the fairy dust, mm -hmm. the cinnamon, cardamom, nutmeg, clove, little mix that we make. Yes. 
and I just rolled, I put a little coconut oil and put some of the fairy dust and rolled it up, kind of like a, a rolled is bread. It, is it not the hint of cinnamon one, is it? It's that one. Okay, that the hint, hint of, of cinnamon it's one. It's that big thing that I had. And I don't know how I just, <laughs> I did save a big hunk. That was like my meal today. I was like, oh yeah, I have that bread. Oh my God. Um, so I like that when I find out, in, you know, of something new that I make, um, and the rosemary crispy flatbread, that's a popular item. Yes. And so I mean, it's more savory, right? It, it's very savory and it's a little bit spicy, mm-hmm. and but it's not. It's more like a cracker or okay. a, than a bread. Okay. But it's it's a flatbread, and my husband really loves that. So we try to keep some of that at home because that usually sells out. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other um and people get it with the Thompson uh, Farms goat cheese because yes. there's a local goat cheese, That's and now exactly he and I I, I give him some of my. Um, flatbread and he uses mm. it for samples for the goat cheese oh my gosh that's so yeah. smart that's such a good idea and yeah that's a perfect pairing you're making me so happy right now <laughs> that sounds so good yeah. so and i love that to you know get to know the other vendors and talk about there's some other bakers there that you know we all bake a little bit differently mm-hmm. so it's neat I, I love that you know it's it's always a good experience my daughter the one that ended up traveling and doing different things she said, remember, Mom, the first year or so, she goes, what did she say? It's just, it's just experience. It's marketing. It's, you, you're just learning. Ain't that the truth? Because she very has wise. the gift of being very artistic and having a really good business background. She mm-hmm. has, like, oh, both of those things. Yeah, the, the perfect combo. Yeah. And so I still look at it like that when I go to different things or maybe a market's not as busy or this or that, but it's still you learn something or then you get to talk to people and... So yes. it's always good. I can't say there was ever a dead market. No, I mean, and mm-hmm. the fact that you're constantly thinking of new things to to give people or to make, you know, and to provide to people is, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, says enough. I mean, mm-hmm. you you're obviously devoted to it. Mm-hmm. And so, what what do you want to do next? I mean, what, what's what's next for you and the Fairy Baker and Paloma Street Market? No, let's see. I said I was going to give myself a year and then you know reevaluate uh, how the year went the market, mm-hmm. what I want to do. So we'll see. More will be revealed. Yes, I can't yes. wait. No, I mean, it's just been <laughs> exciting to see what you're doing. Like I said, I mean, the, what was it, like fresh muffins that you make with like fresh fruit? Mm-hmm. I mean, just like, I mean, you don't come across that kind of stuff every day. I mean, someone like me mm-hmm. doesn't anyway. Um, so it's so neat to know that there's someone putting in this much love and effort. And, and the other thing that I think is cool is, you know, the history behind techniques that you're doing and stuff like that. Like with the, you know, the corn and all that business, yeah. getting that stuff. Well, yeah. I've learned. And, and that I have to balance because I realize that I like to research and do things like that. But then, you know, you got to have some action. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's crucial. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a balance of that, of getting new ideas, having some regular items that are always there because people like some kind of predictability, you know, that they know they can get this. But but then people seem to like to, like, oh, what do you have mm-hmm. this week? Do you mm-hmm. have something different? Because it's always something different. That's what I'm like, man, she's constantly thinking of new recipes. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so as someone who has left, at least for now, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping forever, but it's up to you, mm-hmm. traditional employment <laughs> to pursue this, what advice would you give someone wanting to do the same thing? Hmm. To be open to, um, if you're ready to do it, then do it. Um, you know, everybody's different, mm-hmm. I think. 
to make that jump, to make mm-hmm. that leap, to do it and to know that whatever happens, you're not going to fail because I love that you might, you're going to learn something no matter what mm-hmm. and to be open to what unfolds. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wherever that ends up taking you to know that it's going to take you to a good place. I know a lot of us have that and I have it sometimes too of like, oh no, what's going to happen? You know, this, the next shoe is going to fall off. Oh, or what, of you know, that, like, yes. what's going to, what's going to happen? And, uh, but to kind of tweak that thinking like, oh, I wonder what's looking at it with curiosity and wonder, like what's going to happen? Yeah. Next? Childlike. Childlike. Yeah. And it might not even be something that you thought of before, but if you stay open and um and do as much as possible what your heart's telling you to do then it's going to take you to a good place oh my god i love that and and another thing too is that you have a youthful exuberance to you like i mean it it's like radiating off of you and i'm i'm loving every second of this and you just inspire me so much and i'm so glad that you were here and told me your story and your journey and I just can't wait to see what you do next and just thank you for being such an integral part of the community and contributing all your great stuff. So oh, Well, thank you. Thank you for being an integral part of the community oh, and being a platform for people to share. You know, that's so important. It is. Thank you. I really it's, appreciate it, that. It helps people like us to want to keep doing it. Yeah, because like I, I told you prior to the interview, people need to know what these women, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's people that are doing amazing mm-hmm. things in the city, but I mean, look at these women. I mean, so just thank you so much, Fairy Baker. Thank you.